Mike is PC. <laughs> Giggling already. <laughs> Let's do this shit, goddammit. <laughs> Get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> referring to my text message or just a educated guess? <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe Glengow, any Glen. I'm I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. So, uh, off mic. Dear listeners, and I do mean dear, because I can count you on two hands. <laughs> I sent Jared a text saying I'm ready for this charade, and uh, he took that to mean this podcast, the very one that you're listening to. Surely that wasn't what you were talking about in our <laughs> three people that <laughs> keep up with it. I think, I mean, don't sell us short. I'm pretty sure the last I checked this week, uh, episode I put up on Sunday, this is Friday, as of this recording. Mm. Uh, eight people. <laughs> and I'm assuming two of them are me, maybe even three, because I think I, you know, uh, not that I listen, uh, three different times, although I listen back, you know, see how we can improve and I'll tell you what, it's a damn shame, Jared, because we're already the best and we get no respect. It's all downhill from here. Perfected the craft. Eight people are about to be very disappointed in the rest of any uh, podcast format they come across. I ruined it for you. But, uh, you know, I, I do make sure that it's uh, it's uh, sounding good on all platforms. I, actually, I'm talking on my ass. I think I checked two. <laughs> <laughs> it probably sounds like shit everywhere else, but... Uh, yeah, it is a uh, Friday night. We're back on the horse. We're way late for the, uh, are you recording by the yes. way? Good. My cackles. See, this is professional. Uh, ready to go as soon as the computer screen goes on, baby. <laughs> uh, we are way late. Oh, way late, I guess. Weeks for the 50 year anniversary of five easy pieces starring, uh, Jack Nicholson. And, uh, this is, I think this is like one of his iconic uh, performances, but uh, I have to admit, even as a big movie buff, I didn't watch this. I watched this about a year ago, just first time, just for pure pleasure. Mm. I wasn't watching it for a podcast. So I was just like, oh, why have I not seen this Jack Nicholson movie? If this is one of his more famous roles, and uh, I think the only thing I knew was the uh, diner, everybody uh, ordering everybody scene was the chicken. Uh, was it chicken salad yeah. sandwich or something? Scene. I'd like a uh, plain omelet, uh, no potatoes, tomatoes instead, a cup of coffee, and toast. No substitutions. What do you mean? You don't have any tomatoes? Only what's on the menu. You can have a number two, a plain omelet. It comes with cottage fries and rolls. Yeah, I know what it comes with, but it's not what I want. Well, I'll come back when you make up your mind. Wait a minute. I have made up my mind. I'd like a plain omelet, no potatoes on the plate, a cup of coffee, and a side order of wheat toast. I'm sorry, we don't have any side orders of toast. I'll give you an English muffin or a coffee roll. What do you mean you don't make side orders of toast? You make sandwiches, don't you? Would you like to talk to the manager? Hey, Mac. Shut up. You've got bread and a toaster of some kind? I don't make the rules. 
Okay, I'll make it as easy for you as I can. I'd like an omelet, plain, and a chicken salad sandwich on wheat toast. No mayonnaise, no butter, no lettuce, and a cup of coffee. Number two, chicken salad sand. Hold the butter, the lettuce, and the mayonnaise, and a cup of coffee. Anything else? Yeah, now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> you see that sign, sir? Yes, you all have to leave. I'm not taking any more of your smartness and sarcasm. You see this sign? I mean, I don't know where, but that's no. somehow that escaped into the pop culture lexicon. Him, uh, yeah, the, uh, in the, so you know, the, the only <laughs> the way only Jack can do telling a waitress to, to hold the chicken between her knees, <laughs> like just you know, so <laughs> uh, so mean, but also like a come on. Like, which way could this go from here? Like, so many different ways with with Jack. Um, a bit more nuanced than our dearly departed friend who got asked if he would uh, lick the bowl or lick. The- <laughs> <laughs> lick the rim or whatever it was on his Sunday. <laughs> See that just that. I mean, a little inside baseball, mm. but that sounds just really skeevy. It doesn't sound like there's a good ending to that at all. No double meaning to that. So yeah, that's that's all I knew about it, and uh, you know, I rewatched it as a good podcaster with. Uh, undetermined amount of actual listeners that are not myself <laughs> downloading it <laughs> the various apps. <laughs> Shout out to Grandpa Hiro, who was uh, fast asleep you know, right now. <laughs> fast asleep, but he was a grown man 50 years ago when Five Easy Pieces came around. <laughs> Probably had just come from a, I don't know, what, a maypole dance or something. <laughs> Took his lovely date to see this. <laughs> and a man was born. Uh, you know, I don't know what you would uh, think mm. of a movie like this, Jerry, because uh, this is not insulting to you. Oh, well, here we go. Well, well okay. I'm, I'm just using my own. Uh-huh. Uh, watching it a year ago, uh-huh. and then watching it now, I had some different thoughts. Mm. So, watching a year ago, I wouldn't say it's a standard. It's, it's a classic. Uh, but it's a, uh, a story... It's not heavily plot driven. It's a guy that you know suffers from, I guess, a certain degree of wanderlust mm-hmm. uh, that just goes from job to job. You know, moves around the country. Doesn't really to have, doesn't attempt to have any uh, any sort of connections or commitments holding him down. Always can pick up a move. Uh, uh, another sequence, I guess, it's famous. It's on the, I think it's on the cover of the copy I have. Is him sitting on the back of a pickup truck, like freeway is the freeway traffic has come to a complete stop. And he just gets out, gets on this stranger's pickup truck and starts playing the piano that they're hauling. Like, (laughs) but because it's Jack, you know, no one gets out and tells him, Hey, stop that because he's going to tell them to hold something between their knees or their, (laughs) their ass cheeks or something. And (laughs) lick the rim. (laughs) But I thought of you because I don't, <clears throat> think you don't strike me as a wanderlust type guy. You're very tight knit with your family, mm-hmm. tight knit with your friends. And the change I had watching it this year, of course, you know, pandemic times as opposed to whatever degree of normalcy we had in 2019 was, uh, you know, it's revealed this guy comes from wealth, privilege. Uh, I mean, he was 
training to be a concert pianist. Yeah, classical which pianist. Is, Jack Nicholson is that. I, I, I see him <laughs> getting drunk and getting pissed at his girlfriend for being a terrible bowler, but uh, that background was a little bit harder to swallow. So I know you. I know this about you. You <laughs> and the rich. And when the rich <laughs> complain, <laughs> when they suffer from any form of depression, uh, you know, I can see you turning on it. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely interested in what you think of uh, this this character from Jack Nicholson and his uh, a plight, if you will, in Five Easy Pieces. I didn't have a problem with Jack, honestly. Like, like you said about me, I don't really have that wanderlust. But it's a pretty easily. Uh, comparable thing for a lot of people like i can see where everybody could kind of get into watching this and seeing his <clears throat> his own situation unfold i mean i mean at most it's like <laughs> my wanderlust is like ah, i'm so tired of all these games and <laughs> movies i'm watching <laughs> at most it's like i wish i had some new game or something but not like i'm going to leave my pregnant girlfriend <laughs> at a gas station like i've got just a sliver of that that's a pretty big leap from uh, mm -hmm. I'm tired of this video game to abandoning <laughs> pregnant I gotta get out of here. And all responsibilities. Uh, uh, not not the brightest bulb. Admit, this is a uh, this is a classic film. Mm. This is a classic bimbo role. I, I don't That's... know if bimbo's gone out of the vernacular, but it's like if you think of it, uh, I think that's actually been replaced by men in pop culture. Don't you think? I feel like we've seen more like dumb dudes. Like I'm thinking, I don't know if that's the, like the Stifler effect from American Pie, but especially dumb just dads, idiocy. like dumb dads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, it was kind of refreshing. <laughs> Throw it back to the ladies. <laughs> you refreshing were stupid. with your stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's probably my main problem with the film. Like I, I wasn't overly enamored with the film. I wasn't angry at the film. I was kind of lukewarm about it. Everybody is such a fucking character, man. Like there's nobody as dumb as these people like when he says dumb crackers he really means dumb crackers like i work with dumb crackers and they are not as dumb as these dumb crackers like it's they can have their days right <laughs> where they're not playing the uh the kramer role where you know the audience hoots and hollers oh. and they prat fall in to, to work every day I, I can't build a bookcase there's people who work that can like build shit <laughs> that, that's a form of intelligence that I <laughs> the working man intelligence but i like how you judge your coworkers <laughs> in prison and they're pretty good in like shop class they're building bookcases there's not gonna be any books but there's gonna be a bookcase <laughs> maybe they can read the messages of previous prisoners that died or killed themselves that's their well we've got American 20 episodes or 20, <laughs> 20 volumes of the bible on the shelf <laughs> That, okay, that mm. so that spoke to me. The judginess of the Jack Nicholson character here, Robert. Um, Dupee? What his last name? What Dupee? is his name, Dupee? actually? I can't... It's like D-U-P-E-A, I think. Or something like that. Eriqua? Is his middle name? The character's I name? I mean, they're really playing up to, like, this guy. Oh, he was a, a dandy boy, wasn't he? <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> training those hands for the, for the keys. Um, and then his... Uh, I, you know, I called her a bimbo, but poor Rayette here. Sweet woman, nice woman, very dumb. She's up for sex, and I mean, there's often you could cut this. You know those uh, the YouTube. She loves sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
like whatever the pie chart is. Uh, takes that's a big piece, huh? Riding someone <laughs> off completely. <laughs> you know, I probably like I rest my case against Jack. Like, You're an asshole. Then I, an I think idiot. I might have a winning hand. Um, I'll just have the IMDb, IMDb page uh, up. That that sequence where they're you know they're traveling. He's felt bad enough, probably thinking she's going to kill herself or something, to invite her back to his homestead when he learns of his father's uh, illness. Well, a um, hotel near it. <laughs> and this is after we've seen him go nuts on her for not being able to bowl. But there, it's like a couple's date, and he's just, like, seething with rage <laughs> that she, <laughs> she can't, you know, compete at all. You depressed about your daddy, huh? No. I imagine it's me then, isn't it? Is what you? Are you depressed I come along? Who says I'm depressed? Is that a happy face I see? Because if it is, I'll just catch a greyhound back. Oh, you're not going to kill yourself this time. I wish I'd known. Offering him, as I said, sex, which, Jared, I, I didn't know you were an old fuddy-duddy there. I didn't know you were a Twitter prude, but, you know, sex doesn't exist in the modern world anymore. Sacred. Definitely the uh, stance of a man named Nasty Hellcat, sure. <laughs> but you could take so many moments from this. Mm-hmm. Intercut it with The Shining. I've, I've got a picture up right now that's just scrolling through. <laughs> and I'm, like, his thousand-yard stare as she's, like, kissing on him or talking to him. Like, there are all these little moments where I guess she's trying to engage with him. And he <laughs> looks like, you know, not like you with your coworkers, where he, he <laughs> seems to present that he's with the dumbest human on the planet. And he can't take one more second with her. But he's an interesting character in that when he gets back to his family and they start being snooty and making fun of her, he goes off, comes to her defense, I, I mean, he's uh, he's a, he's a guy bag. that he wants so badly, I guess, to be like an everyman. Mm-hmm. But when he's out there doing those jobs and <laughs> drinking with those people, <laughs> just he can't fucking stand it. Some of that I really enjoyed. I mean, not like you. I don't I don't have any rayettes at my workplace, which would probably there'd probably be a long line of like sexual harassment lawsuits <laughs> if there was rayettes offering herself to someone like as you said trying to build a bookshelf <laughs> but 
I mean, he just he he's is not a likable character no. at all. And that is what I liked about it was it's not like oh he rebelled against uh, you know the upper class and found the the joy and the wisdom of traveling the country. Like another movie that I like, Into the Wild. It's about a young man, a, a true life story, who abandons his well-off family, you know, burns his money, burns his wallet, starts working at, like, you know, McDonald's and odd jobs and these farms. And he, you know, wax, waxes philosophical and poetic about the, you know, the world and the country and seeing the sights and everything. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, Jared, is if I was struck by a sense of wanderlust and got off this successful podcast train <laughs> i think i would find myself more aligned with jack nicholson's face where i'm like god if i have to meet one more fucking idiot in this <laughs> goddamn country <laughs> and maybe that's pandemic time talking where i'm like let's just everybody stay home longer we need to we need to be away from each other for years not just a year years Jerry. I actually said that at work the other day i was like you know if this can help us you know curb the flu i would be all for this Wearing a mask, you know, two or three months out of the year, but really, it's just to hide my <laughs> hide my disdain when they try to talk to me about you. <laughs> I've found it very helpful in that regard. Like I actually had that thought today, where I'm like, I might miss this mask because it's. I, I, I have this horrible tale when you come up and try to talk to me <laughs> at five in the morning, where I look like fucking Judge Dredd. <laughs> Which version of Dredd? Stallone Carl or Urban. what's it? Mm. Yeah, I figured you'd go there. Playing <laughs> to that Twitter crowd that's shown us no support. You know, we guess we talked about scissoring more, they'd be all for it. <laughs> I tried to throw him a fucking bone, calling, you know, Spielberg a racist or whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, he hates when he gets mentioned, because it's always in the negative. Uh, which, why wouldn't it be? But, uh, Dave. Oh, boo hiss. Yeah, a boo in his track. <laughs> from a podcast directed by uh, I don't know if he's a sheriff of Twitter Town but he's, uh, <laughs> something he's in the there. posse of... he's... yeah, yeah. Uh, he would know but <laughs> I mentioned to him my dis uh, you know I don't know if I'd say dislike but my boredom at times was Portrait of a Lady on Fire uh, which we were going to do for this podcast and then I felt like it was such a uh, such a layup for us mm. that we'd actually have no material. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't find anything other than the obvious as uh, two repressed uh, lesbians. And I, I, I guess I made the mistake with Dave of saying, hey, where's the scissoring? And he's like, Mark, scissoring doesn't exist. And I'm like, Dave. I beg to differ. I don't want to live in a fucking world <laughs> where there's no scissoring. Like, what would be the point of being a lesbian? Like, at least try it. Hell, I'll try it now. <laughs> I'll try it now. I'll rub my shit, sure. I watched Blue Lagoon. Rub it on whatever. Just sand it off. I've had plenty of Pornhub searches that disagrees with David. Oh, boom hiss. There's just no no rayettes in this world, apparently. That's just, that's a lost art of being that sex positive. There we go. How about that? <laughs> sex empowered is what lady. she is, Michael. Mm -hmm. Dumb, but empowered. I, I think we almost had him. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep Hiro interested. That's true. Grandpa Hiro, um, probably this is his fourth attempt to listen to this podcast before he... <laughs> 
his senile brain went to the jungles of Peru or whatever. <laughs> you know how bad that is that uh, Hiro's a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. and I actually only know about his like background as far as like where his family comes from based on an insult that his co-host on true romance <laughs> once said <laughs> i can't remember which movie they disagreed on but man his co-host just went low and i, I distinctly remember that i don't know what you were doing in the jungles of peru <laughs> i'll have to look up that episode uh, i probably won't <laughs> to find that clip because that would be hard work uh, maybe i'll just text him and ask like hey when did your co-host insult you uh what's the mildly racist terms and He'll come back with every other episode, but uh, whatever it was, I felt like the movie didn't call for that kind of <laughs> <laughs> So that's definitely an episode I'm going to have to listen to. We are, uh, I remind our listeners, you know, I call Grandpa Hiros, mm. you know, we are talking about five easy pieces, but we worked in some scissoring calls. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you come here for your podcast, uh, movie podcast. There you go. Scissoring. Lucky eight. <laughs> Talked about five of you. <laughs> Licking assholes and scissoring in, in 20 minutes. Oh, God, we're idiots. I will say that the movie, much like us, and I guess, you know, we're getting to our, our new 20 minute marker of like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that's all that movie deserves. 50 years. <laughs> What more do you need from it? <laughs> Time to lay it to rest. We had that 30 minute mark and now it's getting to the point where it's like, eh, 20, 22, 24. We probably out. could hide it better when we did two movies in one. Because mm-hmm. then you, you know, you just, you didn't realize how little we were actually giving. <laughs> I don't want to say thought, but just airtime. Well, uh, the movie is just a, a conduit for Jared and I <laughs> to talk about whatever's on our mind. Josh was a lot of filler. <laughs> if Josh yeah. was here, it would be about 45 minutes. Yeah, where's Josh to read out the plot summary and <laughs> I can't laugh. talk about his time on oil rigs in Texas and how much it moved and touched him, and then you start making references to his own asshole. And <laughs> as well. <clears throat> but I will say, this, is a, this movie, IMDb says, an hour and 38 minutes. I do think once they get to the family... While I like that there's not any sort of big revelation, it doesn't turn into like ordinary people or anything or goodwill hunting where grown men are like hugging and whipping, weeping and, you know, making amends or whatever needs to be done. Uh, it does kind of peter out. And it's funny because having watched it almost exactly a year ago and watching it now, all the stuff I remembered is the fucking around mm. at the beginning and him just being unsatisfied, just, I mean, just generally an unsatisfied person, no matter what he's doing. Uh, he's just always kind of lurking about. He can't, <laughs> he can't get drunk enough to make him happy. <clears throat> Poor Rayette can't fuck him enough to make him happy. <laughs> Bowling has turned against him. <laughs> no, <laughs> no double dating. Um, oh, one thing we haven't talked about: uh, the accusation that he's a bald man that he has to to roll with uh, when he's attempting to pick up two strange chicks when they confuse him for some TV personality. It's it. <clears throat> You always try to refer me back to Bruce Willis and Jack Nicholson uh, whenever I go mm-hmm. on about my baldness. See, he's still at that part where it's like kind of uh, like they can ask questions about it, but it's still not like full on like bald. Like if I take my hat off right now, you're going to see how bald I am because I let my hair go. Like, you see that? You see how? Mm. Mm, that's nothing. Because he's got this kind of uh, 
I don't want to say it's a comb over because it's the late sixties, early seventies, so it's of the time. But you can <laughs> you can move things around uh, <laughs> up there to to cover. Uh, but yeah, this is still not even like what I guess. Shining is ten years apart. We're shining. It's starting to get that window. It's starting to get flanked. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do something about mine, man, because it's uh, it's definitely oh, like starting to see a little bit, huh? Thin on top, oh. but it's like it. Fi- I'm not going for five easy pieces, I promise. But like the sides, man, just keep <laughs> going Eroding, out and huh? down. <laughs> and it's, I think it makes it worse if your hair is like <clears throat> maintains its length on the sides, <laughs> and it looks like you just got like kind of a modest little haircut on top. I don't know what you would call that, Grandpa Hiro. He likes to make fun of my hair. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what he's got to offer the world. I do some cat Just in general cat claws on that. One. <laughs> What's so awesome about Hiro? <laughs> <laughs> now his co-host Barry, mm-hmm. that man's got some hair. Not that it does them any good in audio format, but <laughs> I say both of them are married with kids, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I'm still saying it's useless it's anyway. Useless. <laughs> Donate their hair to me, please. <laughs> I'm still out here fighting in the jungles of Peru. <laughs> oh. well, that's been our review of Five Easy Pieces. <laughs> Hard hitting movie reviews. <laughs> the Scotch on the Rocks. Please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe Glengow, any Glen. I'm Rundgren! I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shake and not stir. words squashed flat etc etc yeah she was well perhaps but it was just what i was trying to point out don't sit there pointing at her i beg your pardon i said don't point at her you creep but i was just telling about where the hell do you get the ass to tell anybody anything about class or who the hell's got it or what she typifies you shouldn't even be in the same room with her you pompous celibate carl this is really too much first calm down you're totally full of shit You're all full of shit.